Okay, so critical thinking right off the bat. What is a human? Because so many religions want to define what a human is, but then there's the world's way of defining what a human is. And this is an important question because if we can define what a human is and their value or insignificance even, then that determines how we're going to live our life and what decisions we're going to make. So what is a human? Let's do it. Welcome friends to New Plan Life, where we've decided to hit the restart button on our lives and pursue what is life-giving instead. We'll be studying scripture daily, talking about current events with guests, and so much more. Thanks for listening. God bless. Do I have any cooks that are listening to my podcast? Um, I love cooking. Not baking. Baking is not for me. If that's your thing, I'm sorry I offended you. But I love cooking, and we're going to start this podcast a little strange, okay? You ready? So what ingredients would it take to make a human being? Whoa, Dylan, chill out. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I get it. But if we had a recipe, think about the beginning of time before any human was created. What ingredients would need to come together to create a human body. So, there, I mean, there's a lot of things. Obviously, DNA, protein, uh, carbon, salt, iron, all those things. So, let's say that we successfully made a human body. Male or female, you choose, whatever. We made a human body, okay? The first human ever. Um, let's, say, let's say it did evolve over time. That's great. Okay, we have a human body. But I'm going to ask a question that... You may think it's ridiculous, but I think it's worthy of note. Once we have the human body, what ingredients creates a human soul? In Genesis 2-7 it says, Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. Okay, freeze. Freeze. Let's stop there. If God formed, hypothetically here, right? <laughs> If God formed our bodies from the dust of the ground, or if you believe we came from evolution, if what, however we got to the human body, let's just freeze. Where does the human soul come from? Because when I look in a mirror and I see, you know, I see my skin, right? I see my hair and like, you know, me, I see me, but that's, that's just what's containing my spirit. It's just what's containing me. And we are spiritual creatures, right? Um, once the spirit leaves, we're just a body. We're just, you know, we're just a corpse. And my question is, what about the spirit inside? Because that's the thing that's controlling the outside. The inside spirit is controlling um, uh, choosing to help someone or feed someone or punch someone. <laughs> like... What forms the human spirit inside of us? So I'm going to continue reading, right? So up to this point, God or evolution or uh, whatever whatever God, other God you even want to put in that, there is a empty corpse standing here at this point, at least in this scripture. And it says, God formed man from the dust of the ground. Then he breathed the breath of life into man's nostrils, and he became a living person. This separates the two, which in my eyes brings me to a better understanding of what a, a person is. What is a human? The, the title of this podcast, what is a human? Is it what they look like? 
Is it their skin color? Is it how much hair they have? Is it how tall they are? How short they are? Does a human have anything to do with what they look like? Or does a human have to do with the life that is inside of them? Because we consider someone dead, you know, they're gone. They're dead. We don't consider their corpse then. We consider when life leaves them, when their spirit leaves. (laughs) That's what doesn't make them human anymore because they passed away. So defining what a human is, I think, in my opinion, is finding out what the spirit is inside of them and where that spirit came from. There was a quote by a secular atheist, and it says, The request to, quote, feed the hungry seems to have the most compelling claim on us, does it not? But how rational is it? (laughs) How rational is it to feed the hungry? Why would we do that? What compels us to do that? Because to feed the hungry means that I have less food. To feed the hungry means I have to spend my money that I earn to give to someone else to help them survive. What sense does that make? How rational is that? There's something inside us deeper that is more compelling than survival and instincts. Science doesn't tell us to feed the hungry. Our spirit tells us to feed the hungry. So I'm asking this question, a non-bias. If there is no God, then what is a human being? And I mean that literally. I, I don't mean that as trying to convince anyone of anything. But if there is no God... What is a human being? Are, are we more than a mass of random chemicals that are being held together by chance? Because that, that's what the world teaches. Is we're, we're just random. Chem- There's no purpose to anything. Your life is in, insignificant. Nothing has significance. If we do believe this is all by random chance, then everything is meaningless. In, in Ecclesiastes, I want to read you this. In Ecclesiastes 1.12, it says, I, the teacher, was king of Israel, and I lived in Jerusalem. I devoted myself to the searching and understanding and to explore by wisdom everything being done under heaven. I soon discovered that God has dealt a tragic existence to the human race. I observed everything going on under the sun, and really, it's all meaningless, like chasing after the wind. But I learned firsthand that pursuing all of this is like chasing the wind. The greater my wisdom, the greater my grief. To increase knowledge only increases sorrow. He goes on to say the, the futility of pleasure, that he seeked everything. He, he had as many wives as he wanted. He made the biggest garden he wanted. He made the biggest statues. He, he brought in as much gold as he could possibly um, store. In Ecclesiastes 2, 22, it says, So what do people get in this life for their hard work and all of their anxiety? Their days of labor are filled with pain and grief. Even at night, their minds cannot rest. It is all meaningless. But then he comes to this conclusion. In 24, he says, So I have come to decide that there is nothing better than to enjoy food and drink and to find satisfaction in the work that you do. Then I realized that these pleasures are actually from the hand of God. For who can eat and enjoy anything apart from Him? God gives wisdom, God gives knowledge and joy to those who please Him. In Ecclesiastes 7.29, it says this, But I did find this. God created people to be virtuous, 
but they have each turned to follow their own downward path. This was not a man in this moment who was following God. He was literally just searching for truth, and that's what we all are doing. It's not, we think we're coming at this from a Christian bias, but we're not. We're just searching for what truth is. Why? What is a human? Why are we here? What are we doing? And that's what he said. He said, I have tried everything. And he said, everything under heaven and this world, it's all useless. It's meaningless. Riches are nothing. Possessions are nothing. Wisdom is nothing. Wealth is nothing. Nothing has meaning outside of God and our spirit and our purpose. So in 2017, there was a there was a country concert and there was a mass shooting there. You probably heard of it. Um, it was mind blowing to everyone. But um, there was a famous Harvard psychologist, uh, B. F. Skinner, who was an atheist, and he said that there is no reason to regard human beings as anything other than a product of nature. He believed. There was no logical reason to treat mankind differently from any other animal. Think about how easily we slaughter thousands of cattle each day in a slaughterhouse, and how we slaughter hundreds of deer in the wild. This seems to be how Stephen Paddock regarded all of the people that were shot at random during this concert. Is Why is it any different? Why are people any different than animals, and why should we not slaughter them and not... It's this, if we are just animals, then what is the significance to our human life? And there's a lot of religions, right? There's a lot of people that believe in different gods, but what makes Christianity unique is many things, really. It's that we don't have to work for our salvation, that works is not the reason that we love. We love people because they deserve it, right? We count every single life as significant, and we treat everyone with dignity because they deserve it just for being alive and just for breathing. Um, there was a story uh, that there were Buddhist refugees, I think it was like 300,000, and none of their Buddhist brothers were caring for them. And uh, the, the leader of the charge of this Christian church was asked, and he said, have you ever seen what Buddhism does to a nation or a people? Buddha taught that each man is an island upon himself. Buddha said, if someone is suffering, that is his karma. You are not to interfere with another person's karma because he is purging himself through suffering and reincarnation. Buddha said, you are to be an island unto yourself. The leader of the relief effort continued, Ron, the only people that have a reason to be here today taking care of these 300,000 refugees are Christians. It's only Christianity that people have a basis for human value, that people are important enough to educate and to care for. And when we, again, unbiasedly, if we're looking at all of these different worldviews about secularism teaches us and evolution teaches us, um, then yeah, we don't have any that much significance and there is no purpose. It's just, you know, you live, you die. That, that's pretty much it. Um, and then in the Christian worldview, everyone does have a purpose and love does exist. And there is a good, and there is a thing as right and wrong. And um, in Buddhist culture, you know, uh, people believe in karma and that you do have to suffer and you aren't allowed to help your brothers and sisters because they're suffering through karma, which um, if we take the logical conclusion, 
of life. We know that's not true. We, we, we naturally want to care and comfort for people who are struggling, which leads me closer to Christianity because I know that's something innately inside of me already. And we see other religions to teach that we should deny ourselves of every earthly pleasure. And uh, as the great Ravi Zacharias said, he, he talked with a woman once and she didn't see her son. Like, she basically gave up her son to this organization and uh, made sure he was provided for and all these things, but she never got to see him because that's what she believed. And to live in that way, we again know that that's innately wrong. We, we, we naturally want to see our sons and our daughters and provide for them. And if we have to deny ourselves all pleasure, including love then that's not synonymous with our soul that craves love and affection. It, it doesn't make any, the, the truth doesn't match up there with how we are naturally made and what we naturally long for. And just like our last podcast, it's not science that is dividing us. It, because science, science doesn't have an opinion. Science doesn't have a view. Science is. And when I say science is, I mean science is is what exists. It's what we find to be true and what not to be true. It's it's stuff that's already in place, in my view, by God. It's already there. It's just we, over time, we discover it, but it's always been there and it's never changing. It always exists the way it was meant to exist. And like DNA since the beginning, oh, we're finding out how complicated it is. In Hebrews 11.3 it says, By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command, that what we see did not come from anything that can be seen. As in, the universe came from nothing. I mean, there was nothing at the beginning. Uh, therefore, it was created. And if it was created, then there was a creator. In Romans 2.15 it says, They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them. And this is one of the most compelling scriptures I have um, while talking about what is a human. Because we, we know the law is already written on our hearts. We can see that. We can, we can attest to that. Because we know innately the difference between right and wrong. And we all, of course, disagree because we're different humans and we, we were made differently. So we have different opinions on these things. But to an extent, we know what is good and bad. If I just walk in a restaurant and shoot someone in the face, yeah, we're going to agree that that's, that's not right. Like, that's bad. Um, if, if someone has a child and we decide to take them and torture them, that's bad. But why is that bad? Why? In Romans 2.15, it says, They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts, believer or not, okay? Whether you believe in a God or not, it says, They show that the work of the law is written in their hearts already, while their conscience also bears witness to what is right and wrong. And our conscience, it even says at the end of this, it either accuses them or excuses them. Because your thoughts conflict when you're trying to do evil, but you have a conscience to tell you um, whether to do it or not. And you can either excuse those thoughts or accuse those thoughts. And when you accuse them, you're saying, no, this is wrong. The, the, the way I'm thinking right now 
is wrong. There, there's something inside of me that obviously your sin nature, it wants you to respond in a jerkish way to demean someone and tear them down. But then your conscience is like, wait, no, I'm going to accuse this thought of being wrong. But why is it wrong? <laughs> in my eyes, it's God. It's God telling you to be a better person. But um, Or you can excuse those thoughts. When those thoughts come up, you can completely excuse them and say that uh, I am my own God and I can say whatever I want. I can I can demean this person if I want to because who's to tell me otherwise? If, if I am just a, a random bunch of chemicals and there is no meaning to life, who's to tell me otherwise that I can't walk in this place and shoot someone? Or I can't walk in this place and just start cussing someone out? Or I can't just walk in this place and take all the money in their cash register? <laughs> like, who's to say? Why not? What is a human? A big part of this argument is being able to convince ourselves that we do have a spirit. Because if we can convince ourselves we have a spirit, then um, then that's easy to relate back to God. Because now you're talking about spiritual things. Now we know the spiritual realm exists because your spirit exists. And um, you aren't just a random clump of cells, that you are a created human, right? Your first and last name. Just say it right now. That's your name. And you have a personhood attached to you. Okay, so there is a personhood attached to who you are, and it's much more than just your skin. It's much more than just that vessel. That's not that's not who you are <laughs> internally. And we all have this longing to live forever uh, with the ones we love, and we don't want to leave them. And we have this longing um, for a world without pain, and we have this longing for. Um, like I said, not death, obviously, we don't want to die, but we, we don't want to live through uh, our body going through failure either, our, our limbs and our bones and barely being able to walk and to function at the end of life. We have this longing to live forever and without pain, and the Bible teaches that. The Bible says we will live forever one day, in a life without pain. Why do you think we have this inside of us? Why do we want that so bad? Why when someone passes away that we love so much, we tell them that we're going to see them again one day and that we believe they're in a better place and this isn't the last time we'll see them? I heard someone say that 97% of Americans believe that there is an afterlife. If that's true, then we believe in a spiritual realm. And again, we all have this longing for that. We all long to live with the ones we love forever. We don't want to die. We don't want to leave. And all of these things are truth claims. And I'm not even trying to point to the Bible. These are all truthful claims that we all feel and all know. And I don't think it's ironic that all of these truth claims point to the Bible. And the Bible has answers for all of these things. And it consists perfectly. There isn't any inerrancy. It agrees with all of these statements that I'm saying. So our new plan for today is to think about where your soul is going, your spirit. Where is that going to go one day? Because when it leaves your body, it's going to go somewhere. And whether you study other religions, whether you believe in atheism, 
um, I just challenge you to think about these things, that um, there is a spirit inside of you, and it's deciding um, how you're taking what I'm saying right now, how you're reacting or smiling or you're angry or whatever it is. We are in control of these vessels, these bodies, and um, there's something deeper to life, and it's you. It's the spirit that's inside of you. Um, as the Bible says, it's the light inside of a jar. It's the, the, the jar isn't our meaning, and it isn't what makes us exist. It's, it's the light inside. We have a light inside that um, allows us to live and be more than just an empty jar and to be just a corpse. We are humans with a human spirit, and that's what a human is. Um, so, anyways, thank you guys for just talking deep. Uh, I feel like we've been getting pretty deep the past couple of days on theology and God and things of that sort, but these things really matter, and the reason we are where we are right now is because of um, moral decay, and we have to answer the question, why are we here, what are we doing, to understand how our worldview affects how we step into this political realm and this realm of hostility in the world. So that matters. So if you want to talk, if you want to chat, message me on Facebook. I'd love to hear from you. God bless. Peace.